Blog Talk Radio. All right. It's here somewhere. There it is. There it is. Which direction we are going? We have reached a tipping point. Ladies, gentlemen, and those who identify as non-binary, it's time once again for the tipping point. We're going to be talking about the Georgia Wrestling History Awards, but more importantly than that, we're going to have the first (laughs) semi-annual white sale at JCPenney's Who Does the Best Jimmy Oxendine Impersonation. And uh, Larry, we tackle the big issues. I know that you have a tendency to get political. <laughs> Our two hosts, by the way. Of course, I'm Stephen Platinum, the man that you uh, probably know. And the established, the legend award-winning Larry Goodman. How you doing tonight? I am doing quite well this Tuesday night, actually quite well. How about, your, how about you, sir? I'm doing great. Um, you know, I've been knocking out these videos, Larry. We know this, right? Yes, and yes, lots of Aust- Austin Towers caught me at the right time where he's like, can you look at this match with Ben Buchanan right when I was wrapping up the Hogan one? So then I did yeah. that. And then that has now spawned. I'm just going to throw this out there, one, because it's financially beneficial to me, and two, I think it's really smart. <laughs> where somebody sent me money on PayPal and I'm like, what is that about? Like I just, I got the notification. So I looked and the note attached was, I know your time is valuable. So please, so please take a look at me and Joe Black's dog collar match. Larry, how smart is that <laughs> for William Huckabee? <laughs> To make sure that I do a public review of that match, which he knows is fucking great, right? But all of a sudden, it's going to thrust it back in the front of everybody's mind for match of the year. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, n- nobody ever said he wasn't a smart guy, Huckabee. So, yeah. So, Larry, did you see that dog collar match? Yeah, I was there live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what was your like if you had to just sum it up in like a sentence or two? What would your take be on that match? Uh, very intense, very violent. Mm. A fitting conclusion. About the only thing that I I was critical of was that it was just too obvious the way they had set up the the, the car spot uh, when they went outside because they had lights out there and cameras out there. It was just, you know, it, it was still quite a spectacle. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
but yeah, I I thought it was a I thought it was a great match. It yeah. was a very appropriate yeah, blow yeah. off of of a, of of a uh, of a huge feud. Well, Larry, <laughs> here's something I'm I'm not looking forward to. So maybe I'll be I'll regret those words. But you know, I'm giving Impact one last chance tonight. You poor guy. Um, I just. They have to do something great, do they not? Don't they have like? Isn't it supposed to be like Genesis or something like that tonight? <laughs> and then the, their pay per view is in like a week or something like that. I mean, they've got to deliver the goods, don't they? I, or am I just being too hopeful? I think you're being too hopeful. I I I just can't handle that show with the way it's presented. Um. And then, as you said in one of your reviews, that going to Christmas when they had the momentum, um, you know, off Omega, and then didn't capitalize on it and just put up best of shows with really that just didn't really make the most of having Omega, and you know, that was kind of like okay, that's just more kind of more of the same from them. I know that's extremely negative, but I just don't have yeah, I, I, I guess I am very negative on that product. You can't. I mean, you can't run away from the obvious, which is. Those best of shows, at least the first one, did lower numbers than they were doing before the AEW stuff. Actually backslid to the point. I mean, the first week did gangbusters. Second week fell off a lot, but it was still significantly more viewers on Twitch and the TV show than they had had. And, but the thing that really mattered was the YouTube hits were way up for certain individual segments and they, they, they threw all that away. It's really kind of unbelievable. But then again, I'm watching the WWE throw out, you know, all those legends that they cut a check to and just watching them pay a bunch of dudes to sit in chairs and watch a match. I just, so, <laughs> you know, I didn't watch the whole show, but that's what I saw was that they were just sitting in chairs watching and really not doing very much. Is that really the way it went? That's really the way it went. Now, they involved some of them in these, you know, segments that ranged from the silly to the sublime, you know, Tori Wilson running around and charming this guy and telling him Cardi B is in the back and it's not Cardi oh, B, it's the one. boogeyman and. Yeah, all that yeah, nonsense. I got that or it's or Molina, you know, interacting with the Lucha brothers and going, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. That was stupid. <laughs> um, it was all stupid. And, and the Ric Flair stuff was so bad and so embarrassing for him. I almost think that, like, they have it out for Ric Flair. That's how bad it was. Where I'm just like, mm. are they just trying to bury him? Because <laughs> none of this is very good. So tough stuff all around. I'll just say that. So what else is on your mind? Um, what else is on my mind? Well, normally we save this for the end, but I know we're going to have so much to talk about. Um, we may not get to it. So this weekend, I'm going to... Uh, on Friday, I'm going to the No Peace show. And then Saturday, ICW returns to uh, Port Ritchie, Florida. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to ICW, but I was interested in No Peace because they're using a ton of the ICW people. Uh-huh. This is not an ICW show. This is a No Peace show. 
And so no peace. I guess they do their stuff with no ring, no anything. It's mats on a floor. And so I checked out the venue today. I'm going to put up the video tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, I scoped out the venue. It's in downtown Orlando proper, like downtown, downtown, like office buildings, all that stuff. And this place that calls itself the only Halloween bar, basically they have this kind of like macabre theme every day of the year. So it seems like the kind of perfect place to have a deathmatch-ish show. So I'm definitely interested. Jeff G's coming down. Oh, he is? <laughs> For, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go to a show, I mean, because it's 10 to 15 minutes away from my house, which means, you know, we can kind of hang out and take it easy on Friday when we see each other and get to the right. show in rapid order. And then right. um, and then I would assume, you know, on Saturday, we'll go get down to Port Ritchie, stay in the same place that we stayed before, all that good stuff. So, Sounds like a fun weekend. What do you got going on this weekend? There's so many shows, Larry, my God. I, I just was listening to Rob Rod's video, 12 <laughs> shows, 5 on Friday, yeah. 7 on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. And so some, I, of, some of them seemed even good. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I don't think I'll be in East Anoli for Southern Wrestling Association. I don't think I'll be doing that one. But um, <laughs> I prom I'm hoping to do to do a double shot weekend and go to uh, Canton on Friday and then go to WrestleMaric on Saturday if I can pull it off. And I believe hold up, hold up. so you're going to Southern Honor. Yeah, Rob and I talked about awesome. it. It's 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 easier for him to do um, Tyrone than Canton, um, okay. and so we decided. Well, we'll do it that way this time. So he's going to go, and I and I understand I'm, that the main event, that you know, the the action show is a 100% mystery show, nothing announced. But oh, I understand that the uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a complete mystery show. But I understand the main event um, that I'm definitely missing something on that main event. Hmm. So are they not wanting that announced? They're they're not yeah. wanting that said. Well, the premise is it's like uh, Matt Griffin's 39th birthday surprise show. So I guess they, in line with that, they're making all the matches surprises. Um, which you know I kind of get in the sense of you know so much of what they're doing now is running those premieres on IWTV coming off this show, and it's not a double header; it's a single show. Okay. So um, right. yeah. Nothing, zero has been announced. And he said he's going to keep it that way right up until bell time. And they're going to keep it to 35 people in the crowd, yes. I believe, I don't think they have a lot of choice about that with, in Tyrone. And, you know, that gotcha. dozen shows, that doesn't include Anarchy, who is not coming back until the 23rd. So, oh, boy. Um, yeah, for some, I, I don't know the story on that, but they're 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 not running this this Saturday. They're running on the twenty third. Did have you seen any of the videos building up the Mister Eric versus versus Naja match, Larry? You know, I'm ashamed to say I've got the Naja one, and I haven't looked at. it. I'm going to put it up on GWH. It's really uh, great, and then they released one today. 
that's nausea because they've had these series of great videos of him training and sort of getting stronger and, you know, having to get back in the groove. So they had one. And so you're used to him, like, you know, holding his phone, cutting the promo, right? So they have one of him in his car getting in his car. And it's so great because he's just like, I really feel like I'm ready. I'm really feeling good about this. And then you just catch a glimpse of somebody in his back seat wearing a, like a mask, a ski mask. And you're like, oh, oh, my God. And then and then nausea continues to talk. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Eric just beats the shit out of him. It looks fantastic. When he grabbed him by the neck and drags him into the back seat and then just starts stomping the crap out of him. Wow. It oh. looks great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I, I will have to check this out. I know I talked to Nadja um, backstage at PCW when I was there for that Swamp Rules, and clearly he was really uh, excited and motivated to be getting back in the ring again. So um, I, I expect good things there. I am excited. So so that's, that's Friday night. Uh, what's Saturday night for you? Well, I'm probably doing WrestleMerica. Rob's going to go to uh, uh, Robert Gibson's starting to run again in Douglasville, and I believe that um, Rob Broad's going to stay close to home and go to um, All Pro in Douglasville, and I think I'll go to um, WrestleMerica. I'm not really feeling the outdoor show in Athens. Now, I know they're going to start early. It's going to be 5 o'clock, but still, I haven't looked at the weather forecast, but it doesn't really matter. I don't really feel like doing an outdoor show. So I think it's going to be gotcha. WrestleMania for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, still KLT's running two shows, Friday and Saturday night. And, I, yeah, they're, that, that benefit for fantasy. Right. This The Stop the Leak, Save the Tatas two-night benefit show. My so they'll God. Be back in that and then Wrestling United, has, Wrestling United just announced they're going to do a fundraiser for Jimmy Ox, right? At the, uh, end yeah, of the month. on the 30th. Yeah, we may, be, we may be talking about that a little more as we um, get, get rolling here. Oh, fantastic stuff. Back and in full so, swing. So you and I are both going to, like, this is, this is nuts, Larry. This is nuts. I mean, we're both going yes. to show Friday night, Saturday night. Rob Rod's covering Friday and Saturday night. Right. Um, I'm, this is my urge to everybody else running a show where Larry and Rob will not be there. Please at least give us a report of, your crowd and who wrestled whom and what was the result. Please at least give us that because it's, it's be so nice. important to have a record of these things. You know, and I don't think we even counted. I don't think Rob Brod counted Royston. I assume Royston's back too. So that would be six on Friday night and six on six or seven on Saturday. What the, whatever the hell it is. It's crazy. Yeah. I say wrestling is back all the way. Madness, man. It's really something else to see. Really something to see. Yep. And, yep. And now and now we have to really kind of buckle down about the awards. I saw Rob put out the announcement that in a few days that's gonna stop the nomination process. And then yeah, you, know, you know since you mentioned that, I I'll put in a plug too for the and you know, Rob's handling the um promo award and Best Match Award. But the other nominations, you can send them into the Georgia Wrestling History Facebook uh, Messenger. And people have been doing that. We appreciate it. We've been getting a lot of um, 
folks sending in nominations. Keep doing that, and I believe I uh, set the cutoff same as uh, Rob Rod did for the others, which would be uh, this. What's the seventh? Is that Friday? Seventh is um, Saturday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, oh no, seventh is. You're right. Cause today's yeah. The yeah. So so Thursday night, at, I believe Thursday night at midnight was going to be the cutoff for submitting any kind of nomination. So we still got a couple of days to get them in, if you wish, folks. And remember, Georgia Wrestling History, gwhnewsnotes.blogspot.com. Larry has put up all updated lists of all the past award winners and every single category. So please get them in. Um, it's all up there. Like, I made a joke. I made a meme of the fact that I keep forgetting about the Mentor Award. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but, so – you know, we want to get all those in. We want all the deserving people to get told. Uh, in fact, Mentor is one of the ones, one of the few who I think has a strong chance of possibly repeating. So I find that really interesting because well, we're going to have you know, very few I'll, repeats of this year, I think. And I'll tell you, there's there's a number of interesting names that have come up under under, under the Mentor category from the people who have been sending in nominations. It's not particularly favoring one person from what I've seen so far. You know, last so year see. was when the committee got together. Um, you know, it was a relatively smooth process to come up with the nominations this year, since there's probably only going to be three a category. And I, a lot of the suggestions coming in are very unusual. Um, I think it's going to really – we're going to have to burn the midnight oil a little bit for a day or two, I think, to make I'm sure we have it's like not a... going to go as I, I agree. It's, I don't think it's going to go as smooth as last year, and we still have the um, thorny issue of separating out the um, – or, or to separate or not to separate the commentator ring announcer uh, awards. So, yeah. Have you been contacted by the person making the awards about scanning you? <laughs> uh no, now I I need to check my other email because he uses one that I don't use a lot. I need to go and see if he maybe he has tried to reach me that Got way. That's, that's yeah. where we've he, been he, communicating. He said he was going to contact you and get you scanned, but he's already got all the material. So basically, all they have to do is scan you. Boom! Oh wow! They have they have all the bodies ready to go. <laughs> get your head on all of them. Spray paint them gold. We've got the Goodmans. It's gonna be this is crazy. This is crazy. Oh. I love it. I love it. Um, well, speaking yeah. of crazy, shall we move on yeah. to our um, our guests here? Yes, bring them on. Well, let's see who we got here. I need to check and see who's who here. I tell you who the hell we got. We got Jimmy Ox and Jimmy Ox. So here's here's one. I see one Jimmy Ox here. Let's try this Jimmy Ox. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, how's it going? You said I ran a goddamn show down there in Florida. They ain't got no ring. They should have called me. I run that motherfucker down there. <laughs> Jimmy. Um, Mr. Ox, it's so good to have you here. Um, yeah, they, I think no peace could definitely, in fact, I saw that no peace was finally going to have their first show with a ring, um, next month, but this will be mats on the floor. If you can believe that. 
Issues. I don't. Don't want to see you get too excited. Oh shit, Larry! It ain't nothing. Oh, I got up and rustled around a little bit today. I had four or five turnbuckles. I had to run up there to the high spots and get me a goddamn bunch of pads. And who the hell I loaded on the truck and come on home. <laughs> well, if you could, Mister Ox, we will call you Jimmy Ox A. Um, do we have uh, Jimmy Ox? Do we have Jimmy Ox B, Larry? B B messaged and said B said he's uh, uh, he apologized. B's running a couple minutes late here, so we only have A right now. Well, that motherfucker better not get paid, man. Shit, I'm here on time. You better have my goddamn money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I'm fucking dying. So I tell him something like I told goddamn Wheeler. Him and Murder Baby get out there and hustle up. Let me get me my fucking money. I'm gonna pull this trailer out of here. So, Jimmy A will give you a bit of an advantage and tell you yeah. how this is going to go. So, when Jimmy B gets here, um, Larry is going to have a question that each one of you is going to have a allotted time to answer. Uh, then I'm going to have a question that each one of you has an allotted time to answer. And then we have a mystery third round, um, <laughs> which we'll let you know about. And then basically, whoever wins two out of three um, is the real Jimmy Ox. So, uh, which one of them is going to have a cage? <laughs> the cage, man. Oh. So, Larry, when is the? It's on the thirtieth. Jimmy, how do you feel about having that fundraiser for you from Wrestling United? That's a really nice gesture, I think. I got that. Southern Honor, and you looked really good. I think you lost some weight. I think you looked really, really good to me. Yeah, well, I tried to get out there and walk a little bit and move around, try to eat a little better. Hell, what were you doing up there? Trying to get a damn job? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. Um, I was just there checking it out, you know, checking out Southern Honor. I know that's where you keep your rings. It's where you kind of operate out of. I just wanted to, I just promised Southern Honor I would come see that show if they were around a year. And they made a year, so I lived up to my word and came on down. Well, I, I, I got to been keeping my rings with them gays. That some bitch run me ragged. Hell, every time I ask some bitch something, he's like, oh, can you cut a hole in this? Can you make this fall down? I said, motherfucker, can't you just run a goddamn wrestling show? <laughs> <laughs> That motherfucker tore up one of my rings, gay 
he cut all the hell out of it and goddamn Logan Creed fell through this son of a bitch. <laughs> and everything. It was great to see YJ. Um, YJ looked really great. Uh, I mean, he'll talk your ear off, but uh, YJ really knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I seen him out a lot. He's got a damn beard. I said, I mean, you going to cut that? They going to take you in the goddamn militia. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm fucking dying, <laughs> Larry. Do we, uh, if we want, um, you can go ahead and ask your question, and we'll let Jimmy A go ahead and answer. It. Okay. So, uh, Jimmy, what would you? What was the worst? And I see we do. We do have Jimmy B. Just is is coming on right now. Oh, great. So, so let me bring on Jimmy Ox B. Let's see if we can get him on here. Are you are you there, Jimmy Oxby? Uh, first of all, let me just say something about Jimmy Oxby. They ain't the one Jimmy Oxen dying, because I'm going to tell you something. I ain't heard none of y'all some bitches talk about YJ. And if you're going to talk about Jimmy Oxen dying, YJ goes hand in hand. <laughs> I'm getting some kind of goddamn echo on here, y'all. I, I said something. I hurt myself. What well, the fuck is that on here? <laughs> it's like the real Slim Shady and everything This right here is the real Oxendine And if y'all indulge me for a second I got something to say About them Georgia Awards Now me and Y.J. was at a show in November It might have been Southern Fried And that Tyler Corporate feller He come out and Y.J. said You know he's that used to be with that Wolverton kid I said yeah He said he reminds me of one of them Bad guys on that show Gotham you know that show where Batman wasn't Batman yet? And I said, yeah. And he, I said, who are you talking about? He said, I, I can't remember. I said, are you talking about the Riddler? He said, no. I said, you talking about the Mad Hatter? He said, no. I said, well, I said, what, Mr. Freeze? He said, no. I said, what did he look like? He said, well, he got that black spiky hair, got that vest, and carries an umbrella. I said, how are you talking about Rise I do, you damn fool? <laughs> I knew he didn't know who it was. <laughs> oh, good point, Jimmy B. Somebody's gonna talk my goddamn ear off. You gonna ask a question? You gonna sit there and write a damn report? You misspelling son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. Well, Steve, well, I think I think we might could go right to the third round here. I don't know if we need to do any any questions. Do you think we really need to I do agree. Questions? I don't think we need to do any questions. I think no. we just go right into the thir- third round. So, yeah. Jimmy Ox yeah. A, Jimmy Ox A, and Jimmy Ox B, here's what the third round is because, I mean, we just we can't tell you guys apart. We can't find the imposter. It is incredible. And so, for the third round, <laughs> we would like for you to pick a song that you think Jimmy Ox would love to sing, and then just go at it and sing your song. So I'm going to give you guys time. Larry and I are going to talk for a little bit to buy you time. Think of a I'm song. I'm there right now. That some bitch over there can go first. He can go goddamn first because mine, I done done it. The motherfucker's track's been laid down. I, I got a lot more free time than I used to have in hell. I got Little Jimmy's got something in there, uh, a potus or some sort of thing he's got on his damn laptop. And I got in that motherfucker today and I dropped a damn hit on that fucking acid. 
So we're going to play at last. I'm going to tell you right now, that's something that's right there. ain't going to be a main event in front of me. So goddamn be you semis that you go first. <laughs> well, I ain't, I ain't never been one to pose the curtain jerk. I've been doing it all my life. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god oh, Such a fever dream right now um, So yes J- Jimmy Whenever you're ready to sing I guess You just let us know How much How much time are you going to need to get ready I'm going to need a second I'm putting up a cage in the shop right now to take it, hot <laughs> Fair enough Fair enough so, so Larry, Larry, while our, while the while the oxen prepare, um, so again, just a reminder that they're having the fundraising show uh, for the the Jimmy Ox benefit <clears throat> taking place yes. January thirtieth for Wrestling United. And, That's right. Uh, it's going to be at the Heard County Rec Complex, and I see they've just announced um, today. They've announced David Lee is going to be on the show, <laughs> and Chip Day versus Very Morales has been announced. So some oh good boy. some good talent coming out for uh, Jimmy Ox one and two. Nicely done. Well, that is excellent. And um, and I I don't know if the um, GoFundMe is still up. I'll check into that for Jimmy Ox. But last time I checked, it was it was up and it was well above um, what they intended to get. So that's also great news. Oh my God! I got out some bitch. You looking for a pitch pop over there? What the fuck you doing? Hell, I'm ready. I'm gonna tell you something. Y'all ready? I am. I, Larry, I'm ready. Are we're you ready. ready? We're ready. Which was ready? We're gonna get. This is uh, an '80s theme by One Hit Wonder, known as the Waitresses. <laughs> I know what the boys want. I know what the boys like, and what they want is a solid ass ring and a good cage, and you're going to get that at Oxendine's Ring Rental, 770-780-9514. Hell, I ain't down it so long, I never call myself, but call me. <laughs> that was that was excellent. <laughs> Jimmy Oxby, are you ready? With your time. Uh, goddamn, I'm ready. I've been here since four fucking clock. I've been goddamn ready. I'm waiting on you, Larry. Come and hit the goddamn button. Go. I am ready. Hit, hit the button, Larry. Shit, we talked about this earlier. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hit the goddamn oh. button, Larry. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's roll these goddamn kids now. There's a word about doing a flip and dip or a flop and do. They can't get in there and call a damn match oh. like they're supposed to. They can't call it on the fly. They in there in the back now, pissing around and everything, trying to play video games one another on the damn snap app and all that shit. Hell, we're making my day. We work fucking snug. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mox. I had to do that shit. What do you call it with no music? That acapella? Hell, I didn't need no back track stick up. I didn't cold murder Chip. Ain't none of them hurt of your damn days. Hell, I, I was wrestling acapella shit back when the goddamn, uh, uh, goddamn Dillard was running. I went over and worked him for Simon. <laughs> oh, my God. Larry, are you ready? I, I hope this is it, man. I'm, this computer is a little bit of a mess here. Let, let me try this. I hope this is it. 
You're on the mat couch. Lasers, lasers. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm going to fucking wrestling show. I swear to God, I got this little bitch ready. Got Larry Dammy. I gave him the damn Iggy and the son of a bitch sit up there. All he wanted to do is talk about goddamn eating big, thick ass pizza. We don't eat that down here. Shit. We don't eat that shit down here. Like a regular ass damn pizza. And Larry got a goddamn as a lasagna. Can you, can you give me a hint what I'm looking for? Type in ox in your little damn search damn bar. Lay shit and everything. That's the first thing I agree with the other ox on. Fuck all that damn five-pollute pizza shit. You get you some cheese and a goddamn meat, you're good to go. Shit, you don't need oh, that. Damn damn. You might just be good can of hyenas. Shit. Eat all that damn shit. And everything. <laughs> oh. Jimmy, I'm oh, sorry. I, I I I I don't see it here. I'm just don't see anything well, in Canada. Well, goddamn it! Well, fuck it. I'll do it. Some of a bitch, a goddamn fella, or whatever the hell it's supposed to be. See here, what you goddamn don't know. I'm my favorite damn artist in the world. Growed up in Leeton, damn Alabama, and I'm gonna sing one of his fucking songs and it goes like this: When a man loses canvas. He won't let you wear no high heels. Vince just uses them once, but I keep them around. And it just And I slap her from a bitch right on. And then one of them goddamn nails better bleed all over it. Well, man, canvas. He'll collect every damn dime. Oh, that's me and YJ. We'll take a motherfucker home. We don't care. He'll live out on the driveway. Watch it in the rain. And we'll set up a cage and everything. Well, it's me and canvas. And I wouldn't sell shit to pain. And they got in Rachel. With them fucking high heels, better than the fuck out of my ring. I got them on my canvas. That's right there. The song my grandma used to sing to me. She's a lumpy Indian from up in North Carolina. <laughs> I play one thing. Percy Sledge is turning over in his fucking grave. Well, man, love it, canvas. He won't let you wear no high heels. Bitch, just use the motherfucker once, but I keep him around. If it takes, I'll get some duct tape. Slap it right on. And none of them goddamn nails better bleed on his thing. When a man loves his canvas, he'll collect every last dime. Or else me and YJ will take a motherfucker home. Fuck it, I don't care. He'll lay it out on the driveway. 
<laughs> and then we'll sign up a cage and everything. <laughs> well, his man loves it, Kansas. <laughs> I wouldn't sell a goddamn thing to pain. With them fucking high heels. Better stay the fuck out of my ring and everything. When a man loves his canvas. This is a song my grandmama used to sing to me. She's a lumpy Indian and everything. Oh, goddammit, call me shit. You know where the fuck I am. Oh. Thank you. Thank oh you, my. Jimmy number one. I don't. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy A. Well, Michael Bolton ain't in the grave yet, but hell, he wants to be after hearing that goddamn rendition. <laughs> Larry, there's I can't pick between these two. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, well, maybe we need some help. We need help. <laughs> oh shit! Maybe. Don't be a damn one Jimmy, can you help us here? What's going on? You <laughs> crazy motherfucker. Larry, Larry, this this new guy doesn't sound anything like Jimmy Ox. He's fucking no, terrible. I, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> this is fucking awful. It's the real, real McCoy right here, baby. Oh, my God. There's not but one person that'll walk up to Steve Platinum and rub him on the ass, so. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know the day. Yeah, that's, that's hard to pick between A and B. <laughs> You got the real ox right here, baby. <laughs> but that is good. They got it down. They know exactly how I feel about things. <laughs> so, 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 Jimmy Ox. Them high heels on it. So, Jimmy, I know you know, you probably figured out who one of our Jimmy Oxes are. Um, oh, yeah. do you know who? Do you know who both of them are? I'm trying to think who the second one is. Uh, that one's stuck on the uh, B. I know who A is. Uh, Hell, B's you ain't got a damn coin, do you? <laughs> B's got, B's, nope, B's got me confused. So I ain't got B figured out yet. Oh. Ah. So, so, Jimmy Ox's A and B, do you want to reveal... Who you are? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 Ox pegged me because my God, I've been doing it longest, <laughs> and I do it to him constantly. I never don't do it to him. <laughs> it is. He knows how I, how much I love to hear Percy say things. See, I had a fucking inside. I had the inside track, boys. I know the man. <laughs> So this I is went, manager. 
manager of the year, uh, 2020 20 and 21, uh, and 19, and in per- perpetuity. Let's just call it perpetuity. Uh, right. uh, I went to high school on Percy Sledge Drive, so I had that fucking shit nailed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what will surprise Matt Hankins, of course, killing it. I think people will be a little surprised who the other Jimmy Ox was. This is a uh, promote guy who's been promoter of the year and a leading contender for commentator of the year. Would you please reveal yourself to our audience? Jimmy, I'm going to surprise you. We've had many conversations, but you know me a lot better. As- Shane Knowles, how you doing, Jimmy? Good to see you. Good to I wouldn't have never figured it was Shane at all. Never in my life. My son, my son come walking through and he said, Damn, you're on the phone already. <laughs> he said, What the hell did you sing for? <laughs> I said, That ain't me. I said, That ain't fucking Matt Hankins. <laughs> begin to do that no. I, at, at this point no. we're going to be talking about these awards now jimmy ox the real jimmy ox as it would say on your twitter if you had one <laughs> could you so, fucking imagine oh my god <laughs> I'm, I'm computer illiterate i can't do no damn fucking <laughs> so, so, i really get through with the damn facebook and all that shit so, so Jimmy Ox, um, we're going to segue this into talking about the awards. I think um, this is your year where I, I feel like you're going to get all the votes for Legend of the Year. Uh, you know, it's an award that Ted Allen has won, uh, Rick, uh, Bill Barron, Terry, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rick Mark. Yes, and Larry Goodman, of course. Um, if yep. you were to get those votes and win that award, what, would that mean anything to you, Jimmy? I mean, you've, you've done this, you've been a part of wrestling for so long and helped so many people out. Yeah. Now you done got me geared up already. Oh, mm. That will be one of the biggest highlights. Oh, hell yeah. Because uh, it coming from originating with uh, Ted. Yeah. Ted Ted taught me a lot of things about wrestling and setting up the rings and working on the rings and I took it and tried to improve on what he had already started because when I started doing ring rings I started using zip ties to put my turnbuckles on and he hadn't ever done that. And he's like he asked me one time down in oh, damn flea market down in uh I can't remember. It's that big flea market in, uh, off of 85. But uh, Rob Adonis used to go there once a month. And Ted asked me one day, he said, why do you use zip ties for? I said, because I can cut them off and put them in the box and they, they don't get wet and shit. He said, fuck it, just leave them on there. They'll dry out. 
he would leave the damn turnbuckles on his and they get wet and everything else. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be that would be up there with my award from PCW and the Dragon Con Hall of Fame. Those yeah. three would be it would be in there with those three. So nice. you know, put it right on put it right up there. I think I got like four or five awards here that I've got over the years and getting the Hall of Fame from Dragon Con, that was one I really wanted and the class I went in, the year I went in, the class was well two thousand seventeen and my class was Rick Flair, Steamboat, and Kane. Mm. I told the guy said I said, I've idolized those two guys all my life. I said, I grew up watching Flair and Steamboat and always my idols and you know, being I put it up there with Doing the documentary with Rick Flair, I done the ring rental for the documentary, the Thirty for Thirty. Yeah. And got to hang out with him and talk to him a good bit. So and then the, when we got the Dragon Con award, I was talking to Steamboat and I said, "Let's." Can, I said, "I want to take a picture with him," and he's like, twenty bucks." And I'm like, twenty bucks?" I said, "You gonna charge the ring rental man twenty bucks?" And he's like. Oh, you're raised. And then his wife said, take the picture with him. But when we got the awards that night, I'm standing there, and he accepts Flair's award because he was in the hospital at that time. And he looked at me and said, hold my award. So when we got done with the ceremony, I looked at him. I said, see, now wasn't that picture worth taking? I said, now you got to take one with both of us with our awards together. So I got <laughs> It's one with our awards and one without the awards. Um, Because Jimmy and I think Shane Knowles and Hankins and me and Larry, I think we all have slightly different perspective on the award categories. So my idea, so this isn't a complete cluster, is I will name the award and then everybody names the first most obvious thing that comes to your mind for the winner and maybe somebody or something that people haven't thought of for that award. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's start big. Uh, promotion of the year. I think this is going to be a really tough competitive one this year because of COVID and all the stuff. Um, Jimmy, if I could bother you to start – um, who's what promotion? Because you get to see more of the groups than we do, and you get to see groups that maybe none of us get to see. Who? What's your, what's your thoughts on promotion of the year? I think it's one of those that you got to look at and see. I know a lot of people look at how much they draw each show and everything, but yeah. if you got a show that's consistently drawing. 200, two, between two and 300, and they're consistent with that, and then they're putting the fans in the seats and doing good matches and improving there all the time. They're improving. And my pick for this year, and probably going to piss some people off, but uh, I think everybody better watch the long shot of Southern Violets winning it this year. 
Because I remember those guys from day one when they first started. I remember doing shows in a little old bar in Monroe, and they drawing 10, 15 people. And now they're, they're probably averaging 230, 240 every show. Yeah. And everything. So, And they got that. They got that probably 150 loyal fans that are there every show, and then you got that turnover of different people. Yeah. Uh, what I look at is, you know, you get used to the regulars that come, then you start watching the turnover from different people and see how they react to what's going on and everything. Like you said, I tell a lot of shows and Everything, but I think they might be the dark horse this year. Nice, Mr. Knowles, Mr. Shane Knowles, promotion of the year. Well, I think uh, to Austin's point, you know, you look at uh, a draw, and certainly Southern Honor would come to mind. Uh, certainly, crowds across the board have been down thanks to this lovely pandemic we're still dealing with, but. <laughs> Uh, at the at the risk of sounding like a homer, I have spent most of my time not at Peach State Wrestling Alliance, which has been able to find a venue. So if anyone listening would like to find me a venue in the West Georgia area, <laughs> compensated handsomely, I, love I will say. I love him. He's so but, good. But uh, <laughs> uh, I would say uh, I'm going to put a nomination here because they'll kill me if I don't, but I'm speaking from the heart. Pro South wrestling yeah. and i think people may look at that and say well they're not in georgia well neither would the scenic city invitational at one show of the year so i digress uh pro yeah. south running week to week um has become to me and now i worked at pro south uh first in 2015 in ring talent and did some other stuff but pro south has become a place now instead of yeah, it's a place I'll take a booking if I don't have anything else, or I'll take a booking on that Friday if it's close to something I've got on that Saturday, to a place where guys want to work, where guys yeah. are asking to work, where guys are wanting to come in for a chance to own their craft uh, on a weekly basis and get better. And you know, what I've enjoyed in that locker room is uh, for 2020, now with the first event of 2021, the attitude is dropped at the door. Uh, your ego doesn't matter. And a lot of times, you know, that manifests itself, not just at Pro South, but at other promotions where people start to get the big head. Um, yeah. Everyone's rooting for everybody at Pro South. And that is a rarity that I see in, uh, in locker rooms that guys, you know, they're not just worried about you're going to take my spot, but they want you to get better because eventually running week to week, you're going to work with that person and you want to have the best possible match you could have. So I would throw Pro South wrestling in Nice. Hankins. Um, I would certainly agree with both of both of what they said. You know, Southern Violence was pretty much first back at it. Um they were the they were the test case. Um and they figured out how to do it without a lot of problems. And like Ox said, they've continued to grow and they are established and they they've got that good mix of Talent that they built the place with that maybe not everybody else wanted, but they turned into something, and they sprinkle in enough uh, enough people to legitimize them along the way. Uh, Pro South, everything Shane said is right. They have worked their asses off. Um, they have really been a stalwart. They have improved their profile. They've improved their in-ring. They've improved everything. Um, they they got guys that everybody else uses all the time in top positions there, and they're doing big stuff. 
Um, and I am going to sound like a homer because it's the damn truth. How about that little old place up there in Cornelia that mm. just held it down for every fucking body all nice. year long? Um, you talk about coming from with to have the anarchy name and all the stuff that we had gone through there. God, the fact that I have to say we about anarchy now is always strange. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to to come from where where it was to where it is now to closing out the year, uh, the empty arena. I, obviously, I'm involved in a lot of that stuff, so yes, I am biased incredibly. But y'all also know I'm not going to say some shit is great if it's not. Uh, and the outdoor show, the empty arena show and to close out with a certain show of the year uh, competitor and to just mm. be consistently getting better throughout all this shit and going through some, some uh, seed changes, some, some different people in different positions, hiring some fucking fat Mark to be the booker. All those things happened. Um, and the train just kept running. Whew. Yes, indeed. Larry promotion of the year. Well, man, I, I got to say, I cannot argue at all with anything that these gentlemen have said. Good points on all those, and it's no secret that I don't think that Pro South kind of made my year to watch mm-hmm. and be, you know, what to see what's going on out there. But uh, you know, Southern Honor, it's easy to overlook because they came into the year as the front runner and ran into the same problems everyone else did with the pandemic. And they've consistently put on good shows and drawn big crowds and have, without a question, the best production values of any promotion. So let's not forget Southern Honor Wrestling. Nice. And just to be a dickhead, I'm going to pick somebody completely different <laughs> as the dark horse in this. Is I think it's it's like if if Larry didn't say it's Southern Honor, I was going to take up for them. But since Larry took up for Southern Honor, let me say Southern Fried. I think they made they were running shows, you know, to the tune of twice a month. They had to adapt to doing the outside shows, and they have the hottest heat angle going. Now, now the fact that they're kind of dead in the water at this point doesn't erase what happened in 2020 because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I would say those five groups, this might be the category where more than three nominees go up because it's going to mm-hmm. be a fucking fight. I can tell the committee is going to be fighting, fighting, fighting. So a lot of it is going to be how many nominations come in for each one. So I urge everybody to get those nominations in because that is definitely a swing factor that you want to get in there. So, and I just uh, not that, I want to say what a testament. I, I want to say what a testament to 2020 yeah. Georgia wrestling that we have five people here. We have five different answers or four different answers. Are my man? Yeah, I'm a promoter. But anyway, we, it's not the universal. We all had the same pick. Everyone had a different case and a reason why. And you can't argue with any of that. So that speaks volumes to me. No, how far we've come in this state. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And we'll rapid fire these a little more, though I wanted to have the big discussion about promotion, and we certainly did that. That was wonderful. Um, same order that we went before Jimmy Shane, uh, Hankins, Larry Me, um, Wrestler of the Year. Oh, I'm just going to hit the biggies first. Damn. That's a hard one. Uh... Because you got so many of them out there that got their game 
on right now and putting doing some of the best work that I've seen in a long time. And you got a lot of new guys in there that's doing some good work too. Uh, I would have to say Corey Hollis mm. off the top of my head. Yeah. Because that kid, he's amazing. I love to watch him work. Uh, and I watched him in the locker room working with the other guys, talking to them, telling them things that they shouldn't do and should do. And he's on his game right now. You figure he's hot in every damn promotion he's working in. So <clears throat> and they got some kind of angle with him in every promotion. I know Southern Honor and Southern Fried. I hadn't made Southern Honor here that much because I've been doing uh, – um, action, action. Yeah. They've been running good to head for the last Three or four months And that's due to One person And his team Working with AEW When they do their pay-per-views And run their shows on what Saturday night So that's the reason They had to change their date to the of that. But How about yeah. Corey Hollis Corey Hollis cool. cool Mr. Knowles uh, I'm going to harken back to something you said in one of your videos this past week. I don't think I don't watch. I fucking watch, Steve. Um, I'm going to say the revelation Shane Marks. Um, because it, anywhere Shane Marks goes, your show matters. And he doesn't have to be in the main event to matter. But, you know, funny enough, talent finds a way to shine. He's going to find his way near the main event. What you said in that video so beautifully about he and Sal Renaro, guys that have been at this a decade plus, not resting on their laurels, not living off the name, but I see the hunger in both of those guys to have the best match they can, to bring the best match out of their opponent, to lift them to that level. And, you know, I'll put over Hankins because he's here, but I'd do it if he wouldn't. The combo of Marks and Hankins is dynamic. I mean, I think to me, for Georgia wrestling, it's almost what you would have with a Lesnar-Paul Heyman. Certainly not that Shane Marks can't fall because he's a very good player. But Hankins was a mouthpiece. You have that for because it matters. Well, I mean, no sense in letting the point die. Uh, yeah, the revelation <laughs> Shane Mark, 500 days PWA champion, champion in an empty arena for anarchy, still toting the mail, just had an absolute fucking look, guys, again. I know it's me. I know that's my guy, so obviously that's what everybody thinks I'm going to say. I would not say that. I would say this even if he wasn't my guy. But being at ringside for that Logan Creed-Shane Marks match was as crazy of an environment I've been in. I've been doing this for a little while now, and we've been in some shit. That was insane. Um, And it was insane without doing a bunch of stuff. It was a classic title match. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Shane Marks is my fucking that, – that's obviously everybody knows that we're one and the same. But just to watch him, you know, to watch him age and realize that things he has to do things slightly differently and prepare in different ways and I we training and doing all the stuff he's got to do to make sure we can do this. Yeah, and, you know, it is a bit of a Rolling Stones dynamic because – if uh, Mick Jagger could play guitar, what the fuck would be the point in Keith and vice versa? So I'm just glad he lets me talk. <laughs> nice. Mr. Goodman. Going dark horse here. Griff Garrison. <gasps> he held the Anarchy title. He holds the Southern Fried title 
He got an AEW contract. That's a pretty goddamn good year. Yes. Yep. Here's here's mine. Uh, Joe Black. I know he's hurt, mm. but I don't think anybody carried the water as far as the guy who had the it factor. Just the guy who you just go, that guy fucking carries his own water like a star, and he's not like anybody else. Um, I would have said Shane Marks if nobody else did, but people certainly did. Um, but I think Joe Black is on there. And, um, and I mean, and I I'll echo the point on Joe that mm-hmm. nobody's, nobody's year got more disrupted than Joe's by COVID. True, true. If COVID true. doesn't happen, oh, I don't know yeah. that we're having it's, – it's not a runaway conversation. She yeah. would have held that North Carolina title for a long time. I'll yeah, tell you that. and and that would have that would have been a very different story to tell coming off of where he was last year and moving into this year. So yeah, he COVID really did him a disservice. Yep, he he had the mindset already to take it to the next level. I watched him and talked to him after he come off that last injury, and he pushed it harder and harder and harder. So that's yeah, that's. On the spot there, probably. Cool. Now, the category that I used to hate the most, being honest, and now I think it will be the most competitive of all of them, most improved. Fuck me. And it's wonderful that this category is going to be the most competitive one. And whoever wins it will deserve it, and whoever gets the nomination and doesn't win it will have also deserved it. I'll just say that right from the jump. that. I know corporate would be a good one for that, uh, but I hadn't watched him that much. Hadn't gotten to see that much of him because he's working a lot of different shows from where I'm at. I would have to say, I'd have to say, Shaw. For me, I think it would be between A.C. Mack and David Ali. (laughs) Wow. Because I've watched both of them and AC, he's on his game now. He just started working with AWE, and I tell you what, he come in and he's got things on blast there right now. So I would say AC Mack. Nice. Because look how long he's been a uh, uh, action champion. What, Larry? Over yeah. 400 days? Yep. Yep. And then he's another champion, I think, somewhere else. Yes. Um, Mr. Knowles, give me the chief, Austin Towers. Uh, Austin Towers, someone that fairly or unfairly had a rep not that long ago as a guy who just doesn't care and a guy who just doesn't get it. Now, I say fairly or unfairly because you never know what's going on inside someone's head, but that was the aura around him. Um, Having had the chance to call his matches a lot at Pro South this year, I see a different guy, and that all changed in the match with Joe Black in the early part of the summer, I thought this is a different Austin Towers. He's a big man who knows how to work as a big man. But now he's learning how to work uh, with guys with different styles and, you know, still staying inside his comfort zone. But to see him getting it, what's clicking between the ears, and now Austin Towers a guy that's getting uh, demand for out-of-state bookings as well. And, I mean, here's the thing. He didn't grow an extra five inches, so if you wanted a big man, you could have got a big man the last four or five years. But now they want someone that's got a little seasoning to them, and I think 2020 has uh, been the year for Towers. Nice. 
Austin Towers has a reputation of telling on rats, and I'll never forgive him for it. Oh, no. don't do that, Austin Towers. <laughs> never Jesus. forgive him for telling on rats. My God, the, the, the rat game's almost dried up as it is, and these kids are in here shit killing the business. Uh, they're, they're killing the business. They're killing the business. Um, uh, clearly, again, I have to say this, or I, I will be doing a disservice to my own self. Uh, it's Hold My Beer Hanson. Um, and mm. every everything everybody said is those guys are right except for Austin Towers telling on rats. Um, but uh, <laughs> coming from South Georgia, man, that's like having a fucking anchor around your neck. We all know mm. it. We don't we True. don't always talk about it, but we all know it. And um, he's he is over when he walks in the building because of the work outside. The gimmick work has nothing to do with his in-the-ring work, um, and that might qualify him for a different award as well. But, like, just the fact that nobody really knew who he was, quite frankly, until he came on this podcast and did that promo. Like, yeah. That's the first time most of us ever heard of him. That's the first time I heard of him, so I booked him at AWN. Um, but to come up here and, and just always be working, always be trying, reaches out to literally any and everyone who he can to improve he is putting in the work to improve, and he doesn't have the natural tool set that the other two guys mentioned have. Like, he's fighting a lot of adversity in where he's come from, body style and everything else, but he figured out how to make a thing work. And just him walking out to Southern Honor, the big dog, walking out there to that reaction, that's what filled it for me. Yeah. Shoot me all out. <laughs> <laughs> and the most important part of what Hankin said is tipping point, Star makers, star makers. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Goodman, who's most improved? Um, I got to go Towers. When uh, when Ace Haven started pushing Towers early in the year, I said to him, frankly, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see how this is going to work. But um, that guy made a believer out of me and then some. Over the course of the, yeah. particularly over the, as as Shane pointed out, over the course of the last half of this year, really an an amazing story. Yes, and and my pick is going to be uh, culprit. I just a, a guy who completely reinvents himself uh, to the point where we can make fun of him in a Jimmy Ox voice, and we know exactly what we're talking about, and we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I to me, it's it's just a remarkable. He was. The definition, this is going to sound horrible, but that's what I do, of, of indie trash. I mean, just a mm-hmm. fucking spot monkey fucking tag team and a, guys who wore black. Um, can, can we stop that? Can we stop everyone from just fucking wearing black all the fucking time, please? Um, and to a guy who became infinitely interesting, who has a, who has a style, who didn't have a style, but now the style is so his. If you had anybody else doing anything close to what he was doing, they would be called a Tyler culprit imitator. That's what he's done is he's defined exactly who he is in the most interesting ways. And I think whoever wins the award, like I said, will absolutely deserve it. I think that I think throwing AC Max name in there is really interesting to me. Um, whereas I would not have thought that, but just because he was great doesn't mean that he didn't become more great. You know, yeah. correct. And it's not wrong. It's well, not wrong. And, 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 and David Ali in that same grouping, a guy who is who, yeah. who is yeah. already most improved. Yeah. But look how much he improved this year. 
Yeah, I mean, I said that about Logan, you know, Logan Creed last year, where it's like, yeah, he he won Wrestler of the Year, but he could have also won Most Improved. I mean, he was just one of those guys who just kept getting better, and there's no crime in that, certainly. So, awesome. Well, by the way, I'm, I have impact on the TV because I'm going to have to give this bullshit show a chance. Let me say this. Even though their guys cosmetically look pretty good, I would take the Georgia crew for wrestler of the year and for most improved, and I would put it up against this fucking roster. And I could, I could probably book a much better show. I'm just Without saying. question, you could book a better show with them. I don't doubt that at all. I, I, well, in Austin Towers, I mean, you know, fucking Eddie Edwards would come up to his thigh. So, um, by the way, speaking of Booker, this is fucking, this might be a dogfight, Booker of the Year. Oh. Jimmy. I'm thinking about that one. Uh, you got Dylan, you got Ty Fixon, I think it at, at Southern Fried. I, I think he's does a little bit of anarchy. I don't know how. I haven't been yeah. to anarchy in years. So, and then Justin Legend, he's working his ass off over at Southern Violence because yes. he's bringing in some good talent, like you said, to mix in with the talent they already had there from the beginning, like bringing in uh, Brad Cash, Effie, Little Barry Morales. Uh, I can't remember who all they brought in this year. They brought some good ones in this year to mix in with the other guys. Colbert's been there a time or two. Yeah, uh, and Austin Towers is there. and Towers yeah. is their house champion. And then... He, he had a hell of a match to win that championship with, uh, who did he work? I forgot who he worked. Axel? <laughs> yeah, I think he worked Justin, didn't he? No, I think he worked Cyrus. No, he was supposed to work Cyrus, and Cyrus didn't show up, I think. What? It was no, a three-way. Not <laughs> being home my beer, Hanson. Mm. I think that was. But I would have to say... Just I'm going off the chart here. I know it's a long shot, and it probably wouldn't never happen. I'm gonna give Justin Legend a shot at it. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give him because you know he retired from wrestling, and that was the reason he retired was to put all his focus in the booking for Southern Valley. Mm-hmm. And right, getting the storylines there. He's getting some storylines incorporated, and you might even see me in there doing a. Couple spots here and there for him. So. Uh oh, never thing. So I told him, I said, y'all, y'all. I told him last show. I said I had an idea come to my head, and I'm like, why don't we do this? And they're like, damn, that sounds good. So you know, and it's like I told somebody one time. I said, me and YJ we see so much different stuff. And I said, we can come up with some shit that would roll your fucking mind. <laughs> like, we done a show for uh, Wrestling United one time, and we t- shot the cage up, took all the ropes off, and they wrestled the match inside the cage with no ropes. Nice. You remember that, Larry? Because Larry researched it for me, and it hadn't ever been done in the South. Right, right, right. 
And then um, Billy, then Billy fucked it up and done a six man <laughs> with, when he should have done a singles match or a tag match. <laughs> they got, they got six guys in there. Hell, where they gonna move? They can't do nothing. And I told them not to advertise it, and the fucker advertised it anyway. It's on the poster. If you want to see history made in Georgia, oh, shit. And he advertises a no rope cage match. And I'm like, fuck it, there you go. You done fucked everything up. Think of what he could have drawn by not saying that we were taking the ropes off, but it was a cage match. You know, and then once you get the cage tied up, Start taking the rope off, and your crowd's going to say, What the fuck is going on here? You know, and then do the match. But no, he has to advertise it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go a long shot with just. Nice. Mr. Knowles. Well, obviously, we've established you can book, but can you sing? That's the million dollar question. Um, <laughs> Um, at the risk of if whoever I don't name is never going to book me, but oh well, throw caution to the wind. Uh, if you put a gun to my head, I still have to go 50-50 here with Todd Sexton from Southern Pride and Ace Haven with Pro South. It's just too close for me to call. Um, Todd certainly has kept things interesting through a variety of venues, indoor and outdoor conditions, um, and he really knows how to tailor to his audience those rowdy Southern Fried fans. And I had the opportunity to work in front of them in September and see it firsthand for the first time in a while. And he's in tune. And, you know, Todd is, you know, really even keel. He's got a good mind for this business. For Ace Haven, I think Ace, it's no secret, he's been the booker pretty much at Pro South for a decade now. But I think in year 10, he did his best work. Some would say, well, he had, uh, you know, the best talent to work with. Uh, out of any of the other years, and I'm like, yeah, and that's part of a booker's job is getting people that's there. Absolutely. Oh, well, yes, so did Dylan last year. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. just because you have the best talent doesn't mean you're going to be a good booker. I point you to World Wrestling Entertainment over the last 12 months, 24 <laughs> months, but mm. I digress. But uh, Ace Haven, I think everybody's got a fair shot, even guys that have screwed him over in, in the past, even though they may want to come now and hop on that Pro South train. He doesn't give them grief for it. It's like, are you a team player? And uh, I know Larry can attest to this, having watched a lot of the product. Ace has really done some really solid work, and he hasn't had the time to spread things out where we run back in two weeks or we run once a month. We're back here again in seven days to try to keep it interesting, and I think he's done a good job of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Todd, Todd did excellent work. That heat angle was amazing. The turn of Dr. Brock was amazing. All that was handled as well as it could be handled and excellently. But the distance between ProSouth last year and ProSouth this year, I think it's ace and it's not – it shouldn't be that close. Mm. Um, you know, and, again, Steve, you know the shackles of running week to week the shackles of financial constraints, the shackles of nobody wanting to admit you're good at it, all that shit. Um, Ace had to fight through all that. Ace had to fight through his own temperament, his own reputation, all the shit he had to fight through. And here we are coming on the award show talking about ProSouth. So, yeah, I think it's Ace. Nice. Mr. Goodman. I can't wait for this I'm going to 
um, jump on the bandwagon for just a second to say this about Ace: that while he had the best talent, he had better talent this year. He didn't have the talent that a lot of others do, even this year. <laughs> Correct for most of the year. But I'm going to say a promotion that closed really strong this year is the Anarchy booking crew. When I look at that Purgatory show and the way that set up Hardcore Hell and then what was delivered at Hardcore Hell, that's what I call finishing really strong. Nice. legend. You have a legend talking. Y'all better listen to him. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to advocate for two that we haven't said just because I feel like they should be mentioned. Um I think as as Anarchy finished strong, Southern Honor you can argue did the opposite. And the stuff they did before COVID was incredibly strong. They had the, they had the best heat angle, they had the best the strongest thing. Um and Dylan had had a had you know a bit of a sophomore jinx, right? He had a lot of growing pains he had to go through. They were counting on a scenic city, their version of you know SCI that didn't happen, that they were gearing everything to, and they essentially had to hit reboot with everything. And as soon as they hit reboot, then Joe Black got hurt, and they had to deal with that as well. So just in terms of having to overcome things, um, now granted, every booker has to overcome stuff. I don't know that anybody had to overcome as many things as Southern Honor did. So I wanted to give Dylan that nod. And I wanted to throw, you know, no one's going to fucking believe this shit. I'm going to throw murder out there. <laughs> um, as the guy that he had the most unique set of challenges in that he had to be one responsible as far as COVID stuff goes. And there are a number of leagues that did that PCW amongst them. Um, but having to, have this new venture of television and do four hours of taping and then do their biggest show of the year and be able to pull that off in a small amount of time and basically have a whole different skill set to do something that nobody else in the state is doing. Uh, I thought it was very remarkable as well. And um, it's great. It's not a two person race this year. That's for sure. I think that's the one thing we're getting out of this conversation. It's definitely not a one a two person race this year. Then they're coming back the 24th to do more TV tapings. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they are. 20... So. Yeah, that's um, long, that was a long four hours. Tell <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. somebody it's a difference in doing a standard indoor or outdoor show, a standard show where you can roll things along. You're doing TV, you got to do all your promos in the back and everything else and you gotta have that time you gotta figure those time limits to where it's gonna fit in there. Um, there's a bunch of categories that I would just as soon let play out, but I wanna talk about two more before we go. Um Yeah, uh, just, just to know that we're um I'm I'm unfortunately only booked this for ninety minutes, so they're gonna boot us off here in eleven minutes. Yeah. So we'll we'll do two more and then we'll be done. So here's here's a weird one. Uh, mentor. Manager of the year. I know the guy. I know <laughs> I know who's winning manager. We all know who's going to win manager. Um, you know, it's clearly it's clearly the leader of the left hand pass. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, 
Um, so mentor, is it a trainer? Is it QT again? Is it Hankins? Is it Bill Barron's? Jimmy Ox, who is mentor of the year? I would have to say probably Bill Barron's because look where he's got a Griff. one kid, Griff, Griff Garrison, and he's he's put a lot of the people that he books is doing that, doing big stuff and not a. They're not doing they're doing little stuff too, but they're focusing more on big stuff. And he's a damn he's smart as hell about getting them on TV and stuff like that. So I would have to say Bill Burns. He's put a lot he's put a lot of work and time into a lot of guys. The Arnold Scotland Award for Bill Barons. Um so (laughs) um uh Mr. Knowles, who's mentor of the year? Is it Ace? I don't know. Is it Huck? God help us all. Did we lose <laughs> Shane Knowles? Uh, Shane Knowles is not talking, so I'm assuming he's gone. <laughs> it, it, it shows him connected. I don't know what happened, but um, anyway. Yeah. He, uh, hey, well, I'll, I'll jump in. Here. There he is. Still here. There he is. I don't know what happened there. Um, this is from Mentor. <laughs> Um, you know, you know, Steve, you, you bring up a good point in the form of the incredible Huck, William Huckabee. Um, the whole phrase, can you whoop me, is not just an act. Uh, William Huckabee is not afraid, and I'm just spitballing here because you brought up his name and it came to mind, to pull someone under his wing and give them advice. When it's so easy to say, fuck this guy, don't ever book him again, he's trash, Huck will address the problem. What's going on? Why did you do it? Why did you feel compelled to do it? And here's what you should do going forward, because as we all can attest to on this panel, uh, guys that are 20, 21, 22 years old may learn the wrestling basics in a school they may not learn how to conduct themselves properly as an individual and certainly as Absolutely. an asset to a show outside of being yeah. in the trunks and boots. So, you know, I would say William Huckabee, and I've seen this happen on numerous occasions on many Friday nights in 2020, but, uh, you know, for all of uh, Huck's tough bravado, especially on social media, and Huck, if you're in Facebook jail again, I apologize, but uh, he's a good dude. And, you know, he's not afraid to speak his mind, and he's not going to sugarcoat it, but he's going to try to help you if you're willing to take that advice, and that's a good sign of a mentor. Yes, sir. It's funny we should bring up Huck, because in our locker rooms, we call Huck the defensive coordinator, but the head coach is Jeter. And Mm -hmm. that's a dude that lives to pull you to the side and, and physically put you in a chair in front of him. And say, sit down, young man, and let me tell you, uh, I would I would imagine if we ask Austin Towers, if he got some seasoning from that man, he'd tell the truth. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think I mean we call him Coach. That's what we call him. Like he he lives for this now. Like he's much more excited about helping the kids than he is actually wrestling these days. He's working Austin Towers Saturday night at Southern Violence. Austin Towers don't like that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he ain't looking forward to that booking. <laughs> Larry. Well, I see in a lot of the nominations that are coming in, or some at least, that uh, Stephen Platinum's getting mentioned. But since he, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to name him. I'm going to go with Todd Sexton. Motherfucker! Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Todd is helping here, there, and everywhere, and um, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So. It's almost a case where until it's not Todd, it's Todd. <laughs> uh, I think I would be remiss to not say QT. I, I think right now he's, I mean, he's just, he's the one putting out the most students. He's the one putting out the most students that we're going to be talking about next year, the year after, and the year after that. And I think that that's a train that's not going to stop anytime soon. Um, oh, shoot. And then, um, and then I'm going to say Matt Hankins. I think if, if people knew all the shows that Hankins helped book, helped control, helped, you know, and, and he's motivating guys that need the motivation, he's having to be the glue that holds things together and the buffer that keeps things apart. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Hankins, and there's a group of guys that rely on uh, Hankins. And uh, so I'm going to put Hankins there for the mentor award. So. Yeah, you are. Um, that's a good one. And our final category to talk about, and thank you for everybody because we may not have time to do proper goodbyes for everybody. Um, so I'll just say thank you. And the the ox thing, holy crap! I fucking I haven't <laughs> laughed. Oh my god! In forever, in forever. Uh, mm. Since Siler Cross, you know, complained to everybody about his shitty match oh, at Sacred shit. Ground, oh, I have not laughed me. that hard oh, since then. So, well, you know who to call if you ever need it again. Ox B, you know where to find me. I'll give you a ring and cage and impersonation in one big ass bundle. <laughs> so, the last category, I don't, I don't think you're all ready. Promoter. Who's the fucking promoter of the year? <laughs> there is no one you can say without getting backlash from six other people just to warn you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you Jimmy Ox. Because whoever you say, somebody's going to say, well, goddamn, he didn't mention me. What the fuck? COVID's fucked everything up this year for a lot of shows. Cause like you was talking about with Joe Black getting hurt and COVID coming in, and people running shows trying to do their storylines, and then COVID hit and it just slowed everything into a whack. Uh, I told somebody that during the what from April to the end of May, or stay from April. Till whenever we was able to come back, what, in September? I told somebody I probably lost $10,000 in bookings. Oh. And then all this health issues trying to 
pay out of my pocket and shit. It just ate my damn lunch. Uh, damn. I'd say it's going to be close between Southern Honor and Southern Pride. It's going to be close again. Mm-hmm. And Gary's probably going to cut customers and everything in the book, but uh, I think maybe Southern Pride. Ooh. I think maybe Southern Pride. Manders. Got it. Mr. Knowles, who's promoter of the year, which you have been and should have been on even more occasions. I appreciate that. I will say uh, Gary Lamb. Uh, he is Georgia Wrestling's combination of P.T. Barnum meets Billy Graham. Uh, P.T. Barnum, <laughs> excuse me, Gary Lamb, look at me referring to him as such. Gary has money. Gary has connection. But Gary knows how to utilize both. And I think one of his strongest suits as a promoter, he puts himself out there, and he doesn't give one flying fuck about what you or I think about what he does. The name of the game is to get people into the building by any means necessary. Talent, solid equipment. Audio visual, which is top notch, not just for an independent show in Georgia, but dare I say, some of the big leagues need to be looking at what Southern Honor is doing production wise. Uh, Mo oh, has no issue. Benefits his show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Southern Honor isn't drawing what they did last year, but as Ox, and we've all attested to who he is, but he's managed to keep it at a very high number. Considering a pandemic, I mean, some of the numbers he's drawn, especially uh, on the onset, I think when he came back around August, September, surprised me, you know, that he was still able to garner 300 plus yeah. in a pandemic. But you know what? Uh, and, and Larry, I had some suspicions here uh, from reading show reports because they were done by someone, not you or Rob Rod. But when you attended uh, personally, whoever the promoter for K, uh, KLT in Rome Tremendous job if you're drawing 350 to 400 plus in Rome, Georgia. Yeah, that's um, that's well, that's that's who I'm going to pick. Is uh, Ricky Wiggins, uh, Sean Holcomb, whoever really is the promoter. What combination of people? 350, 400, or over every twice a month for months. Uh, I'm going to promote right now. Uh, the Undeniable is coming home. We will be on the Ox Show. PCW this Friday, Anarchy on the 23rd, and I think whoever's doing it for Southern Violence is the promoter of the year because the only fact the fact I know they exist is only from promotion. True. Ooh, nice. True, true. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to go without me and Larry's opinions, I think, but thank you, gentlemen, so much. This is wonderful. Get in your nominations. Get those motherfuckers in. Message the Facebook page for Georgia Wrestling History. Get those nominations in, because once we close that down, we close that son of a bitch down, and then the voting we're going to do as fast as we can. And whenever the next show is for Tipping Point, that's going to be our motherfucking award show, if you can believe that. Nice. Hit the post. Uh, uh. Uh, get your nominations in. We thank you for uh, listening to this broadcast. Uh, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. You better do it! Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingIndustry.com for the latest information. Hey, this guy's an 8 November. Don't think you ain't got a right always, to vote. Get out there and shit. I'm going to nominate Miss Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> Hell. <laughs>